I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I can't. I cannot with it. Yo. Pearly white. Yeah. It's on, huh? Okay. So we're recording. All right. We're, we're recording now. And um, we're on. So we're, we're just here to kind of just chat, talk. Um, I've invited both Marcus and Bianca. And um, before we get into what we're going to be talking about, before we get into this talk, I'm going to let them kind of introduce themselves uh, to you so that we know who's on the line right now. So we'll start with Marcus and then we'll go to Bianca. Go ahead. Okay. Wow. Um, so my name is Marcus Allen Brooks. Um, I consider myself to be a community advocate. I know myself to be a dad, a husband, a um, native of Pinellas County, both St. Pete and Clearwater, um, fourth generation, and someone who genuinely cares about uh, social justice, racial equity, the culture as it relates to black culture, um, just people. Like I, I know my purpose is literally to uh, ele- help people elevate to their best self. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this conversation. Can I just say ditto? Like, can I double click that? And then just pick up the husband and the dad part and the dad part? Like, that was good. Um, I am Bianca Mieses. I am not a native of St. Petersburg, but St. Pete is home for, um, has been home for a very, very long time. And I'm currently um, in the process of becoming a change agent in the community. And so that means doing work with my two very close friends here um, in the community, as well as other people who are doing amazing work. Um, again, health equity, social justice, racial equity. Um, I'm here for all of that. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously, if you're tuning in, you're tuning in because you're part of the Altitude Collective. Um, my name is Miko. If you don't know who I am, I am here in the city of St. Petersburg. I am not a native, but I've been here for five years. I'm a Florida native. And I, <clears throat> just like everybody said already, I'm in this Uh, equity space. I am a Mm -hmm. local pastor, but I am kind of my my hands are kind of in all sorts of different pots. And really, I'm just coming to you today. I think we all are um, as human beings and uh, as human beings, as people of color who are trying to process uh, this week. And the 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 United States, this country, I was going to say the world, but I'm just going to keep it right here, right here at home. I think mm-hmm. the United States has been hit really, really hard uh, with a recent video of uh, the murder of Ahmad Arbery. And even as I say that, I had to take a pause because it's still really raw for me. We're on here today. I, I texted both Marcus and Bianca uh, because I personally needed a space to process what's been going on. Um, I've had a lot of people kind of reach out to me after um, a video that I posted over on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just want to process. I want to process. I want to process it publicly. I want to process it with two people that I trust, two people that are in the space that are obviously having their own views and feelings as well. So I'm just going to open it up. There's no true format. And I'm just going to open it up with this question. What are you guys feeling about everything going on this week? Numb. There's the initial anger 
Um, so back on Tuesday, I believe we had a call and you asked me, have I heard about it? And I was like, heard about what? And when you sent it to me, I said, I can't watch it. And like literally, and I like my eyes get watery now, even thinking about it because I couldn't bring myself to watch the video. Like I, it was just this weird thing that like, I already knew like what was about to happen. What was about to turn? You know what I mean? It was just like, I don't even want to see it. And I haven't seen the video. I can't bring myself to watch the video. Um, but tears like kind of like came to my eyes and then we got on the call or whatever. Um, and so even now thinking about that moment, like, and, and, and then I thought, and then I kind of just felt like numb to it. And then I saw what transpired over social media and everyone had something to say and everyone was posting and everyone wasn't posting. And that was another thing. Um, and kind of just trying to spread the word, get a, get the, you know, get the information out there. And I found myself doing like not much. And then I realized, A, the word numb comes to mind. B, this has become normal. Like for me, it's almost like, okay, this is another thing that happens. Like we're here, you know, the last, I don't know, I feel like five to six years we've had none. I mean, pause. This has been happening for many, many years, right? recently has been brought to the light to the media a lot of it um before it wasn't ever it was just kind of behind closed doors now with technology and i think the platforms that we have a lot of it has um, surfaced up to the media and to every publicly so we've seen this a lot and it's almost like i think i to some extent i almost became like desensitized to it a little bit because i was just kind of like oh yeah america you know so um and then finding my way through that and like what can i do what do i say do I do anything, you know, like, do I say anything or not? Um, and then there was that, you know, when something like this hits the media and I don't see my white counterpart having that same energy, I questioned that, you know, I talked, I think I expressed that to you all, like, where's everybody at? Like, and why did, and you know, and then of course there's a lot of other questions to the whole thing. Like, does it take, why did it take two months? Um, I saw yesterday, today or yesterday, Shannon Brown, he's a basketball player, NBA basketball player. He got arrested. He lives in Georgia. Um, he shot, he shot at someone. I don't know if he injured them or not. Um, two people coming into his home, but his home is for sale. So maybe they were coming to see it. I don't know the details of that. But my, all I say is that he shot at them or toward their, or at their direction, right? He gets arrested. He gets arrested. He's a black man, by the way, if I didn't say that, sorry. Yeah, it took two months <laughs> for these men to get arrested. And it took the entire nation to like rally up. It took phone calls. It took, you know, it took, it took all this work for something that should have happened. It's, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot, like, it could have been you guys. It could have been my brothers. It could have been my uncle. I started thinking of all that, you know, um, always when these, whenever I see instances like this, like that's always my biggest like fear is like, this could have been any one of my best friends. This could have been any one of my family members, anybody I love just because they were literally like exercising. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So. Marcus, what about you? Yeah. So the past, the past, I'd say the past 48 hours have been probably one of the most awkward, uncomfortable, depressing, 
anxiety ridden days I've ever had. Mm. And it's, it's not because of, I just, you know, me just learning about this. It's actually because of the response. Um, I've posted a few things and, and, and grateful for the, for the response from some people, you know, either sharing things or, or, you know, checking in and saying, how are you feeling? But the, the understanding of this is completely new to some folks. It's as if this instance was the one that made everyone go, this is wild, or I can't mm-hmm. believe this, or like, I'm sick. And that's the part that's been really trying for me because as I process it as a black man, I'm kind of wondering where we've all been. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dodging sunlight here. So I'm trying to make this, what's the best way to make my face not, not orange here. All right, that's right fine. There. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so um, um, where have we all been? I, 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 for the first time ever, I told my wife, I don't feel safe. Mm. I, I don't, I, I run, I exercise a lot. I'm not running in my neighborhood. When the idea of run for a mod was a thing, my first thought is where will I run? Wow. Not will I run, but where am I gonna do it? It can't be the all white neighborhood that I live in. And some would say, well, this is an isolated incident and that can't, you can't live scared. No, you can't live scared. I have to because society has made it clear to me that you are only valuable as a black man if you can run a 4-4-40, catch a ball, throw a ball, sing a song lyric, and even they don't have real value, right? They, they make money, but they're not respected. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be hard pressed to see a rapper come home with someone's daughter and they're super excited about that. So, eh, you know, that's what the value of a black man in America is. But it is very clear to me that we are a threat. Like, I had to, I had to go to a um, home inspection today in a um, neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of African-Americans or minorities for that matter. And I had to think about what I was going to wear to the home inspection. Mm. And there were so many parts of that, that you could pick apart, but I knew that I was going to have to go into a neighborhood, potentially see neighbors that have been living there who are probably already wondering who's looking at this home, who's going to be buying it. And if I don't Mm -hmm. present safe, what might the introduction to the neighborhood look like? And this is, these are the things that go through my head, right? Like you need to look at me and go, okay. And even in looking at me, you're not gonna go okay. You still need to talk to me to determine whether or not I'm okay. But at first introduction, I need to at least seem less threatening so that you don't believe the value of your neighborhood's about to go down, or you don't believe that whole idea of there goes the neighborhood. That amongst all the other things that are going on, that that's that was extremely heavy. So fear, and I'm I'll be without the avoidance of toxic masculinity, fear, I I'm afraid. Yeah. I so you know, I saw everything on Monday. 
And I remember Bianca texting me Monday night. She was like, hey, what's up? I know we got a meeting tomorrow. How are you doing? You know, and so I sent her like mm-hmm. know, 10 rapid texts. Like, I hate everything. I hate everybody. I want to quit. I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't even care. She didn't know what I was talking about. And I think I said something like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right. Uh, I didn't want to get into it. And then, um, so then it progressed from there. My... Mm-hmm. I miss my, and, and it's so hard to, to even define, but it's, it's, it can only really be defined as this, my misunderstanding fear and here's an anger, fear and anger. And here's what I mean by that. I don't know yet what I'm, I'm, I'm truly mad about yet. I don't mm-hmm. know yet. Okay. Am I, am I upset about this murder yes for sure am i upset about um the trauma the enduring trauma of our deaths being perpetuated and filmed and shown Mm. and reshared everywhere constantly yes am i upset that a human being who ha- who holds value, who had a life, that life was snuffed out by two men who took, who, who took justice into their own hands for whatever reason, um, who in my opinion were act- acting as vigilantes and terrorists in my opinion um yes i'm upset about that am i am i upset about people posting his picture with a quote on top of it um yes am i upset that when someone who has not have had this lived experience um someone who is white contacts me and says I'm so sorry, I want to get into the work. How do I do it? Am I upset at that? Yes. I'm just upset. I'm just like, no, I don't want to tell you. I don't care. You know, like, I'm not going to share my books. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm tired. Like, right now, what I know about myself is that I have a series of angers that I cannot seem to reconcile because I don't understand why we as a nation cannot seem to repent of the sin of racism and move forward in ways that are equitable that help to move the entire nation forward. Instead, what we have seemed to seem to be doing, and obviously like Bianca was saying, this stuff, is centuries old, right? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. if we want to go biblical, which I'm a man of faith, you know, generations, I mean, it's generations. Um, but in our context and in our lifetime, the fact that we are still, it's 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for 2020, like she ain't doing good, but like it's 2020, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but a black person seemingly fit, got nothing else to do, 
because we're all self-quarantining. We're Rona. Rona. We trying to get the little workout in, look right, get the little, you know, the heart moving, goes outside on a jog. Yeah. And the jog literally leads him to his death. Yeah. Mm. What is safe these days? Like is like this this recording right now, is this safe? Like is somebody mad at me because we're having a real conversation? Like I don't know. Oh, for sure. Right? You know for what sure. I'm saying? Like and sure. so that makes me that like this it's so crazy to me. It's so crazy to me. And the last thing I'm gonna say and I'll let y'all talk, I promise. Um is that what set me off yesterday was um when I, again, when I start to see people sharing his picture and some people sharing the video and blah, blah, blah. I just thought, oh, you guys are making me so mad because this is for, for a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but for a lot of people, this is the extent of your social justice work. This post. And that's it. Yeah, Yeah. Your next post is going to be for product or for you know whatever else it is that you're doing in your life like you're going to move on and that's a privilege too like you're going to move on and i'm not trying to judge anybody i'm just trying to share openly and honestly and vulnerably my feelings but you're going to post that and you're doing it for two reasons one you're 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 with us you're in you're in the battle you're in the space you're or and or you're trying to bring awareness in the only way that you potentially know how which is through social and and it did it worked i mean it was it's great the two men were arrested we're still not out of the woods but two men were arrested so it worked you're doing it that way and and you feel a a way or you're doing it to make sure that Mm -hmm. people know Mm -hmm. that you don't stand for it Mm -hmm. Um, and that this was horrible right and that you don't condone it but in all honesty and in a lot of ways we condone a lot of things by our inaction towards justice yeah period yeah Mm-hmm. So that's also making me mad. And I want to go to everybody's post and like, take this down, take this down, take this down. Right. It just, it just, it, yeah. It just, it, it has me, it, it has me feeling a way. So what are y'all, what are y'all's thoughts? What do you think? That's yeah. me raw. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I'll, go raw, I'll go raw for just a sec. Um, I need you to be I'll, raw the whole time. And then, I, yeah, no, you never lie. Like, I, I'm probably the worst when it comes to be like, if you wanted to know what I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, you'll probably get it. But I think the thing that I've struggled with today is the, the and I, and I, again, just being completely honest, I appreciate the care and the social support that people provide. Um, as if, it, it does come off though, as if I was the one that was killed and you mm. know me 
and not only do you know me, but you you feel as though, but you're a good kid. This, or I've, you're a good guy. I, you're lo- like, this won't happen to you. As if to say that what happened to him was because he wasn't all the things that I am. You know, I was telling someone this morning, remove my name, change my face. There's just literally no difference. And mm-hmm. so that's why I, 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 I've, I've been in a, a fog. That's why I, I described today as I was in a fog today because I still worry that there's a belief that this only happens to certain types of black people. Like there's still, the verdict is still out on maybe he did something wrong at some point that warranted this, right? And I think that the reason that so many people have jumped behind this one is because the evidence is showing homeboy didn't do anything. Like, it's kind of like he was just running. Like, you can't justify that. Well, who is he running from? No, he literally was exercising. Um, and so I think that's where, where I'm, I'm in a fog because I think there's a, there's a cone of, uh, like, rally around your black friend. And that... I, I think I that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't want to be anyone's... I don't want to be anyone's black friend. Like, I need you to... This can't be your shock moment, Right. I, I would hope that you were already on board for this. You know, one of the one things that I've been struggling with a lot is when I see Facebook photos of people going, got the whole squad together. And 25 people are there and they are all white. And I'm like, I'm okay with the one, give me one. Like, but to know that you have to like phone your black friend when something like this happens and it's not just in your immediate circle, it's hard for me to process. Wow, wow. okay. Mm-hmm. So I just realized also that I don't think I really even thought all this through. Like you, you all are talking and I'm like, I haven't even unpacked this on my own, like in my own brain. I think again, I was just numb and I think I just allowed the feelings like, to stay there and not expand. Um, because even like in a moment, I was starting to think and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get emotional about this. Um, so then I realized, like, not that I didn't know this was heavy, but it's heavier on me than I than I expected right now. Mm-hmm. It's much em- emotionally, it's heavier um, than I expected. You made a, um, both of you spoke about how he was running. And we don't know, you know, he could have, like you said, he could have been running from someone. And my point is, if he did rob a house. <laughs> If he did, let, let's say he did. That's not for you to fix. <laughs> Kill someone? Like, I don't know, grab and call the cops and then, you know, like, and then it, uh, there's also, I saw a narrative about um, how he started the altercation. Did, did any of you yes, read that? that was that? the first or one. That was, that was the first. That? That's, that was essentially how it was portrayed initially. And it's just so, like, the narrative is so important. Yeah. Getting the right narrative out in the, like the, at, on the first, um, on the first try is yeah. really, really important. As I'm also thinking through this, there's so many components of this guys. Like there's a component of this justice system, right? Cause obviously they didn't come get him. Um, can come get the two guys right away. There's a component of, 
when does this stop? Like, what can we do? There's a component of, I think, our white counterparts that, that also, and I almost feel like we're almost giving that too much thought and too much energy. Mm. Talk in about sense, that. Like, what do you mean by that? That's irrelevant. Almost like, I kind of like what I heard us talking about a little bit, because I, I even said it too, you know, it's, it's a thought that crossed my mind, but it's like, when Miko was speaking about like why, yes, I'm upset. I'm upset at this and I'm upset you reaching out. And I'm it's upset. almost like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's almost like, guys, I think we're giving that too much energy too. Like that doesn't need our energy right now. That anger, that anger energy doesn't need to go that way. Um, and, and, and we feel how we feel. So I'm, I'm not taking away from that. I'm sorry if I, if it comes off that way. It's, it's just like, in my mind, I was like, no, but you don't even like, that's not for me to worry about. Then I also think, what if this is a shocker point for, for, the, for the person? What if, what if this is the first one? Like, do we just, do we write people off because of that? No. No. So, so let me address that because I, I think it brings a good opportunity. Um, okay. No, I, I don't think that there is a, um, a writing off or a dismissing of, cause I thought about this too today, like, no, everybody gets to feel this in whatever way they want to feel this. Mm -hmm. But I do too. And yes, what yes. I currently feel right now, and I'm being right. triggered by first timers. Yeah, that's it, that's mm. it. Okay, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, B. You know, my my thing there is, if you are, if you love me, or your other friends of color, how can we be so far removed from their reality? Unless that's true. Much that's of true. their reality has been to get closer to what your reality is, right? Like. Unless my, and, and by what I mean by that is, if I never talk about race in my circles, it's not because I don't want to. It's because it's not safe. Mm -hmm. So I will spend my entire time doing anything other than talking about race. Mm. Because I know once we start talking about race, it could be, oh, well, it's not a racial thing, man. It's more of a... Oh, you can God. come up with anything, right? It's, it's so many things. It's where they were born. It's socioeconomic status. And it's like the idea of racism. I, I actually would like to pose a question to both of you because this came up in a conversation I had today. It's around racism and to be racist. And we've, as a society, we lean on, when, whenever that word comes up, it's so sharp. It's like, whoa, okay, I'm not racist. Like, I'm not a racist. I may believe that you, the justifications start coming out, but like the word racist is something you don't call a person. But the question I have for you all is, is it better to identify that I'm, I've got some racist tendencies? Like, let me just own that and learn and grow than it is, or is it better to just say, I'm not racist? Like, be, do whatever you can not to be seen as racist or own up to the fact that like, my colleague says you've got some racism in your teeth. Like you want to get that right there. It's right there. Get that. That's okay. You. That's what you got. Own that and grow versus 
just dismissing it as not an option because it's so bad. Where do you all stand on the, the term racism? I don't think it's, make- I don't think we have made it safe for anyone to, oh Lord, I know what y'all are thinking. I don't Who think- Who is we? I, right, I knew that was coming, gosh. <laughs> no, no, wait, we, I'm just we the people? Talk about it. I'm saying, I'm just- I'm, I'm literally asking, like literally. Yeah, I'm saying a collective we. Okay. Um, because there's already obvious, well, I don't know if obviously, but there's already a stigmatism um, mm-hmm. or a negative to the word racist, right? Yep. And yep. so, especially in, especially in a super polarized America, um, we have, we can be quick to shun anyone, and I'll get back to the original question, shun anyone who is not living our or who does not share our perspective when you go into the work when you go into the word racist and you start to have those kinds of conversations and you're wanting someone to come to grips with their own racism we have not we collective we we have not made a safe space going back to what you were saying marcus earlier we don't make safe spaces for people to say, I do have racist tendencies or I am racist and I would like to change. We, we don't because the, right. the moment that somebody says that they're racist or they have racist tendencies, we like, mm-hmm. yeah. well, you better, you need to go and you, you no. know, blah, blah, blah. And I you're knew right. that you're, you're and right. your ancestors and blah, 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 blah. And all, all the things come out. And I think that, that's part of all of this, right? Is that we, we can't have this kind of dialogue. I mean, if I, I, you know, I wish I did bring a white person onto this, this talk just to, I don't know, maybe I can get one. I, <laughs> but the, the point I'm making is like, we can have this kind yeah. of dialogue and feel safe. And, you know, work has probably gone into that so that we do feel yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, there's a trust there, but I think to, America's DNA and Mm -hmm. who we are as a country and who we have been as a country, I don't know of anyone who can be able to say that or receive that, that you've got some racism in your teeth and be like, oh, okay, how do I, yeah, how do I get it out? Like, You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just my first thought when you when you yeah. Go ahead. Can I ask? Did you want to comment on that? Because I have a question. No 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 no. Go ahead. You got to answer first and then. Okay okay. Well, this is like it's a question answer. Let me do what I want. (laughs) It's a question answer because um I I think we've I'm almost done the book, um, How to Be an Anti-Racist, right? There's a quote that he says, Abram Kendi says that racists and anti-racists are not fixed identities. We can be a racist one minute and an anti-racist the next. What we say about race, what we do about race in each moment determines what, not who we are. And so I think when we're able to, I remember when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, because I agree, I agree with you. I think there, there's been times where I've been racist, right? right. Uh, racist against non 
people of color and people of color in itself, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, um, I think when we're yeah. able to own that, and I think it, this is like such a good, if we all knew this, so if, or if we all change our perspective on racism and we thought about it as this more so, I think then more people could say, okay, I am, you know, I, I maybe I yeah. do make some racist comments about maybe this certain situation and maybe, you know, maybe I can fix this or how I change my perspective. So I guess I was, my point was to ask, like, how do you guys feel about that quote um, about what he said in the book in regards to that? Like, oh, do we agree with that or no? I think it's twofold. Um, a good friend of mine, and I'll shout her out if she ever sees this, Wendy, who I actually haven't talked to in a fairly long time. We, we talk when we talk via social media. But, you know, she comments on one of my posts saying, I'm sorry that it's taken me this long to see how I have perpetuated this, mm. this narrative. Um, and she's an educator. So she's like, my kids will not, the kids I educate will not continue this narrative. And so for me, it's like, it's so powerful. And my response was, this is powerful. Keep the dialogue going. When you can acknowledge that you didn't see something or that you may have intentionally not seen something, but you are willing to and wanting to, that's the first part, you know, and, and, and I mean, verbally acknowledging. So it's one thing to like say it in your heart, but like, it's kind of like in, in fundraising, right? So I, I raised money for a long time and many donors would give money and put their name on it. They wouldn't do it anonymously because they felt like it was going to get other people who are their peers right. to give also. It's like, oh man, well, if they gave that. Like, mm -hmm. why can't we? Putting your name on something, stepping out there might provide a safe space for people who look like you, who are in your circles to say, I've wondered about that mm. as well. I want to go down that path. Okay. And, and then on the flip okay. side, I think it's for people of color to embrace that, right? Um, in my own personal life, I am married to a Caucasian woman. I have two biracial kids. And every single day, my wife is asking very interesting questions because her hope is to understand where she may have seen things wrong in the past and how she can be an advocate and a supporter. And, you know, because she has to raise two an brown ally. babies. <laughs> Whether she likes it or not, that other half to society doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> those are some brown little boys. And, and, and she knows that. And she also knows that she's standing beside a tall, dark, and handsome um, uh, <laughs> man. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it, the onus is on her to understand, to seek that understanding, to want to understand. So back to kind of both of your points. Miko, I know we talked, touched on um, the idea of being racist. And, and, and the safety that we must provide when someone stumbles. I've had multiple people send me messages that they were going to put out in their ethos saying, can you proofread this, like this cool? And for me, my response to all of them was, yes, do it. I'm not gonna proofread, I'm not gonna black it. <laughs> do it the way you do it because starting the conversation and. That's where the mm -hmm. that's where the meat is, and you're going to stumble, and it's going to be uncomfortable. But you really want to right. talk about it, and don't stop talking about it. Like yes. just and and mess up and get better, and mess up and get better. It's practice. It's just like anything. Yeah. We're going to get better at this as we talk about it. But society has told us for years we don't talk about race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. I think like um, I think even being in this space, doing this work, we have to be um we have to be agents 
where mm-hmm. we create those spaces, right? Like right. That, that's kind yeah. of my job. I mean, and it's really, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to be really honest with you. Like, it's really difficult to do that when you've had a week like this week, you know, because on one side you're feeling raw and it's personal, right? Because it could be anybody, any one of yeah. us. So, yeah. but then on the other side, it's like, dang, here we are again. Right. Work has to continue, but it's here we are again. And I'm tired. And I, I hope that we made just a little, but no, here we, you know, that kind of, thing. and I'll, and that brings me to my, my, my next thought. I was watching the, the presser today from the Georgia Bureau of Investigations and the lead prosecutor and they ended, there was a, a reporter who was asking, do you think it's wrong for you guys not to, or do you think it's a mistake for you guys not to bring um, bring up, bring them up on the charges for hate crimes? Hate uh, crimes. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, um, they are charged with murder. They are charged with uh, aggravated assault. I believe that's, that's okay. what it is. Um, but why not charge them on um, hate crimes. So the GBI says, um, to be clear, hate crimes do not exist in Georgia. It literally, <laughs> oh, but listen, wow. listen, this is the part Sorry. that shocked me because I didn't know this. I didn't know this. It oh, okay. Wait. Is not a law on the books. There are no hate crime laws on the books. It's one of the last like five states or something in the union that That doesn't have hate hate crimes, right, um, on the books. So you cannot charge them as as having done a hate crime in this instance when it's very clear, I'm not gonna say it's very clear, allegedly as you watch it, Mm -hmm. there was a hate crime. So Bianca, your face, yeah. was exactly my face when I listened to this man. And I'm not going to hate on him. Like, what is it? It literally... The law's a law. Right, right. He's giving information. Yeah, yeah, Right. It's the law of Georgia. There are no... There's nothing called hate crime. So literally, he said, there was no hate crime. That's a moment... There's not a crime there. That's a moment where I feel like we need to collectively just take them to, like, Wow. So mm. there are still states within this union that potentially let's let's be real real here all right hypothesize but let's be real that you could be gunned down <laughs> like this you could be lynched up yeah and it's not a hate crime I mean, think about it. What I think it was last year, near the end of the year, the Senate finally took up uh, lynching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. after decades upon decades upon decades, we finally mm-hmm. are saying, at least federally, that is a crime. Right. Recognized as a crime. Last year, I think Cory Booker, Senator Booker, and um, Senator Harris were uh, spearheading that. Like, 
2019, 2020. But right now, what happened to this young man is not a hate crime. What are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I'm out here just looking. It. So we all, we're all age-wise. Bianca's 20. Wow. Wow, 20, you don't even have to call me out like we're, that. We're millennials. 23, 24, somewhere around there. Is that what <laughs> 23, 24? That's the visual you give me. Uh, Miko, I think you and I are near the same age. <laughs> but the reason I- 29 the I, for the record. Right, the reason I bring up age at all was really more so because we've read in history books about the things that our parents and their parents went through, mm. right? And we, okay. had, we had a period of kind of being sheltered from it. Like, mm. I, I was able to grow up not feeling like, oh man, like it, it was not a thing. I was able to actually learn history the way that they Ooh. taught it, mm. right? Okay. My big fear in reality, it's not a fear anymore, is that my children, five and two-year-old Beckham and Braylon, are going to read a book about this time. When they're in college, they're gonna be in high school, hopefully, well, I'm gonna make sure, yeah, they're gonna read. They're gonna read about what's going on right now. Ahmad will be in someone's book. This instance, depending on what happens with it, but it may not even matter, they will be reading about this and then it's going to bring back a rush of like, whoa, we were able to basically be blind to this. Mm-hmm. And it's just history repeating itself. Like if, if people don't see 63, people don't see 1964, 65 and 2020, you're blind. It's all happening. Laws are being passed. Justices are being appointed. Federal things are, gonna, are being repealed it's all happening right before our eyes and the next generation, it's the next generation that's going to have to deal with it. We're dealing with it, but they're going to get a new brand of it and it's going to hit them whether we like it or not. So, yeah. You said something that kind of like made me ponder. And so I guess help me kind of walk through this. Was it, okay. I don't think that I thought these things or had this fear when I was younger. Like, I think you're right. Like you kind of said, like we were kind of sheltered maybe in a sense. Um, There's a certain time period maybe of my life that I think I was sheltered. And I'm thinking was I A, sheltered because of where I grew up? Um, Was I sheltered because my aunt and grandmother who raised me are of white race? Or, you know, I'm also Dominican. I'm Dominican and black. So, was it because like my Dominican side wasn't super social justice, right? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like as to why. Like why was I, were the, there were things that were still happening, but then now as I've got it, you know, in my twenties, I'm experienced and seeing these things where like I got, I had a situation, I'm stopped. It's late at night. There's three white men. And all I thought about was Bianca needs to make it home alive, literally. At four in the morning, that's all I could think about. And I'm trying to be like, you know, got my eyes across my teeth in the moment because I'm like, I've seen this. I saw this happen to some, you know, like we saw, I saw it on the media. Also, there's that. There's media trauma, right? So I think at a time where maybe we were growing up, that wasn't, we didn't have it right here on our phones, 
we didn't, um, it wasn't as like in our face, we're in my 20s, it's been in my face, I've been able to see. So now, in a moment where I was never probably worried about that, if I got pulled over when I was like 19, early 20s, but now that's something that literally crosses my mind. If I make the wrong move, because of the color of my skin, if I make the wrong move, or if I come out reckless out the mouth, it's, yo, get out the car, you're arrested. Or, or she resisted arrest, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Like, these are things, so I'm wondering, I don't know what it is, I don't know the answer. Like, is it because of, I grew up in, you know, in the beginning, I talk about this, I grew up in Alaska, multicultural place. I, I grew up in Anchorage, and I mean, I, I grew up in Fairview, which is, I don't know if you want to say the hood, but urban, very urban, but a lot of minorities. I went to school where there was like Black, Eskimo, Native Americans, Spanish, Samoans, everything, right? And then I came here a little different, but I was still around Black people. So again, I grew up in the middle of St. Petersburg, so I still had, I wasn't in a predominantly white neighborhood, I feel. So I wonder if like my environment has something to do with that, with me not really like realizing these things. Um, obviously, I think that maybe also technology now or I don't know help me let me help I think I mean I think that's interesting I I mean I don't know the answer either but I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting journey that everybody should really be on the journey that you're talking about you know where you know in my video yesterday I was thinking about you know I'm gonna kind of flip what you're saying like where's where do our biases come from right um, mm -hmm. What biases do we have? What, prejud what prejudices sees do we all have, right? Um, we have to go on the journey of exploring that because I don't think there is any forward movement if we don't do that because we're always going to be thinking about like, oh, that's not me. Right, right. Like, I, I'm not racist. Right. I'm not, I, I have, or this, this is the best line ever. There's not a racist bone in my body. <laughs> in my body. Hey. hey. With a little brown boy. Brown, brown skin boy. Hey. Yeah. One, one of the two. Sorry about the hair. It's, it's wild. Ah. Come on. Don't do it all at that. Golly. <laughs> my hair's popping. Um, so, so I want to I, I wanna pivot a little bit because we only have so much time left. Right. Um, so I want to give people, because the other thing that I talked about yesterday is, um, you know, if you're going to post, then post and then go out and do the work. So what does it look like to go yeah, out and do the work? What does it look like to be advocate? Yeah. What does it look like to not only call GBI, call the Georgia legislature, et cetera, et cetera, but maybe right here in our locality in St. Petersburg or in other people's localities, how can people step away from the safety that is their screen, their Twitter fingers, et cetera, and right. move into actual work of bringing about the change yeah. we want to see in the country. Well, I also, sometimes it's, it's sometimes the work is not this big yeah. thing, Yeah. right? Work isn't this big thing. Work is literally in your immediate communities. Yes. And uh, in your spaces that you occupy. So for me, I think the first thing is educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, I struggle with this a little bit. You know, there's, I know there's a lot of um, change agents in our community that like feel like, don't come ask me questions. <laughs> like you can read on it, it's 2020. 
you know, but there's a part of me that like, I know sometimes you need to walk through some things and be in a space where like, hey, can I, you have, there's questions, you know, like, is this appropriate? Is this not whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the first one is educating yourself. And then I think it's just becoming an ally. And like, that alone is work. That alone is work. And again, it's, it's standing up and like somebody, one of you two said it earlier. It's like, if you're not saying anything, that's also part of the problem, right? So like the work doesn't have to be you standing outside with a sign, but the work is actually like you, you know, you standing up in, a, in the midst of your own community and your own spaces and speaking up um, and, and bringing awareness. If you know your, your circle doesn't know about this or doesn't really have these conversations, bring up the topic, you know, and educate them on what you know or whatever else it is. So sometimes the work isn't this big thing. It doesn't have to be your full-time job. It doesn't have to be all that. Sometimes work is just really personal work that exudes and it'll come out, you know, and, and how you move and how you operate in the spaces that you're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would offer shout out to our good friend, Tara Siegel and um, creative morning St. Pete. Uh, one of the coolest things that I've been a part of was CM and the PM. Um, it was just a dinner where we actually got to talk about race with people. I didn't even know we did. So just yeah. imagine if you got 12 of your friends together on a zoom call without an agenda, and just talked about race. What comes to mind? What are you feeling when I say race? The conversation around what is racism to you? Define these things for yourselves and actually have the dialogue. Start in safe spaces. You know, we, we have them here at home. We'll have them, we'll add a family member. Uh, we'll subtract a family member as, as, as the dialogue goes left. But it is one of those things, I think it's, it goes right back to practice. Um, we, we can't, it can't be the one bad experience and then we just throw it away. Right. Isn't that right? Right. You know the drill, right. And, um, and then also I'd encourage parents. So this is really, really a, a big deal. A good friend of mine who I, I one of my best friends, probably one of my three best friends. Um, you know, he said to me the Am other I day, he's like, my daughter's, what's up? Come on, mom, what? Um, he said to me the other day, he goes, my daughters have never asked why people are different colors. And uh, I attended a training where a very wise woman said to me, you have two biracial kids. Tell them that they're biracial. And I immediately was like, whoa, hold up. Like, they don't, like, why, why are we doing that? Like, they don't know. Why would I? Because if I don't tell them and write the, the story, someone else will fill it oh, in. Oh, yeah. Else. Right? So parents, we, there's an onus on us as parents to talk about race with our kids and put that positive, because it's a powerful thing. The phrase, I don't see color, is, is really a struggle, right? It's, it's equal to me Throw to away. I don't have a racist color in my body, right? Like, you need to see color, first off, and then see its value. See the cultural values that every single person brings, whether you're Latinx or African-American, or to your point, um, you know, Samoan, African, I mean, you name it, whatever you are, Asian-American, understand those seek to understand those cultures and and see their value and see what they've provided and and it's that's when i think we can start getting to a place of positivity and, and a healthy culture when we understand all the cultures that make up this one culture that is american culture yeah um, because it's not american culture is not the dominant group of people <laughs> that's 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 not the case so I just encourage people to talk. And if you want to talk, I'm, I'm genuinely serious about creating some Zooms with whoever wants to be involved. Mm. And we could just 
ping, bounce, ask questions if you're uncertain. We can bring people, experts in different spaces into these conversations. It doesn't have to be where you're stumbling alone. We can do this together. And, and I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for everyone who has reached out, who cares about this, who wants to now use this as a springboard to get into the work. I'm going to hold you to it. Like, yeah. Mm. If you if you said I want to be in the work, like I'm going to send you emails of, of of things you need to watch and books you need to read and talks you can be a part of. Like, you raise your hand, we're gonna call on you. Right. Right. Can I add I one more thing too. before Meeks goes? Yeah. I uh, I I just wanted to say I did that earlier today. I was texting people that had reached out and I said, okay, great. I'm holding you to it. Let's yeah. go. We're gonna do the work. Yeah, go ahead, Bianca. Um, last thing I'll add <laughs> is that I think also when we do the work within and we and we look within our own circles, like, oh God, the thought just left my mind. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Misha should have let me go and I had it. Was it hey, was it about? Because um, I, I, you you brought something up, and maybe if I piggyback off what you were just saying, you might get it back. Which is when we do work in our own circles. Um, Bianca, I just lost mine. Oh, too. We, we, okay, yes, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. When we, when we do the work, and I, when I say the work, as I, as I mentioned, what I consider work first is like kind of doing, educating yourself. And I said that for all, like, honestly, this is also for Us. any race. Yeah. When we do, yeah, because even ourselves, because that's what I'm, yes. find out how we're, we're even, how you are, me, yeah. I, perpetuate racism. Yeah. Yes. Racism in general, right? Racism is racism. So yeah. like find out how you perpetuate because after, after some education that I've done and some reading the readings that I've done, I'm like, oh crap, I've been perpetuating racism. Mm -hmm. um, and into my own people, yeah. right? Into my own people. Yeah. So like, I think when we start like starting there is so important is like doing internal work yeah. um, first and then kind of like, you know, answering those questions is like, what am I doing to perpetuate racism and and then kind of go to these other good areas yep so good so last thing that i'm going to say uh is as far as um what's going on right now in america as we're, we're hyper hyper focused on um, kind of this topic this week uh, as we go into the weekend um if you are a if you are a black person if you are a person of color um, you've got, you've got permission, you've got space to feel the things that you're feeling. Um, I would mm -hmm. suggest that, uh, that you have some real, some very real candid conversations, uh, with your trusted people. Uh, if you have, and I, I always suggest this, but if you have kind of a mental health coach, a life coach, that kind of thing that you can kind of, uh, someone who can professionally walk you through processing of your emotions and your thoughts. Uh, definitely give them a ring. If you are um, a, a, a white person or someone who, and I think we're seeing this as people start to talk about it on social media, someone who is a person of color but has been kind of dismissive even of things like this um, or of racism, maybe you've just not have, have, had a lived experience of that, um, I would reach out to people in your circle and just ask questions, you know, um, and, and not in a way where you're 
laying the burden on them, but allowing them to just emote and share yeah. what, they're, what they're feeling and what they have felt and share their stories and be able and allow them to be able to share their stories in a full way and not mm -hmm. a way where they're, they're trying to watch out for your emotions and how maybe yeah. you react to things. Because one, you're gonna just create a beautiful, healthy space for that person to share that stuff and maybe even get some stuff out of themselves, right? That they've been carrying for a little bit. But then on the other side, you may get some education um, around this stuff that we've been talking about that um, I believe that everybody should have or everybody, uh, yeah. everybody needs. So, yeah. you know, just try, 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 try this weekend, call somebody yeah. and talk about what's going on in our nation uh, regardless of your race, um, and, and just have a true, authentic, healthy conversation. The last, last, I promise the it's last, important. last thing I'm going to say is my name is Miko. You've been listening to Marcus and Bianca, and we've kind of got an announcement to make. So which mm -hmm. one the announcement. B. Okay, so we would like to announce that the trio will be launching our podcast this summer titled This Talk. Yes. So if you like this, if you like the dialogue, these perspectives, um, I hope you like it because more of it is coming your way. Sure. Um, and sure. hope you listen. And again, just creating spaces for us to have um, true, honest, transparent dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, Everything. We got, some, we got some we got some good segments that we're chewing on right now and we're we're trying to finalize them, but each one of them are substantial, but they're going to be fun. They're going to be from different angles cuz all three of us we're we're really different. We're really yeah. really different. Um, and so we just cannot wait for you to be able to um, catch that podcast and uh, just keep on the lookout on all on our social media yeah right because that's where we're going to announce the date and where you can find us awesome cool awesome all right marcus bianca thank you guys so much thank for you. uh this space thank and, you uh, joining into uh this conversation i appreciate you guys you've given great voice to the things that are important to you and i hope those of you who've been watching and those of you who've been listening you uh feel a sense of uh Hopefully, you've been able to kind of exhale a little bit during this conversation. We'll mm -hmm. talk to you soon. Oh. Love you guys. Love you.